Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. taking the mick out of picking the gun up from the toilet floor and then shooting but I like how it goes and that I mean it's so so bonds oh yeah you could say that's arguably too on the nose isn't it yeah the way it goes into that and the gun barrel (laughs) I think yeah I'm I'm all right with that John I don't mind it going into the gun but like you say do it this once I I can't even remember whether yes absolutely have anything end of the film has it at the end ridiculous and then Skyfall unnecessarily has it at the end again. So it's yeah. like Spectre, finally, we've got a normal gun barrel at the start. But yeah, we... But then, but then it has oh. the dead oh, for are alive. Sake. And then, yeah. <laughs> oh. yeah. Get lost. Yeah, so Daniel Kleiman, uh, he, of course, is the director of the pre-title sequence. And for some reason, who was it who did the Quantum Solace one? They swapped him after this. Was it like M... It's Mark Forster's personal request. Ah, right, yeah. Well, there is bad decision. Bad, you know, Horrendous decision. Daniel Kleiman's superb. Had he, not, isn't had he not seen this? This is, uh, this is for yeah, me. Yeah, so good. It, I mean, Goldeneye is a brilliant one, but this for me is, is probably up there with anything. I don't think there's any. I don't think there are any better. No, no. I don't think there are any better in the whole series. I, I absolutely think love it. He's one of the best tit- title sequences. Yeah, it's rely incredible. On, on Clancily well, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. women and uh, there's a lot of blood I, though and killing yeah. and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I really like it the way it links to the theme of the, yeah. you know, the, yeah, it's gorgeous, the, isn't it? Cards and, yeah. and whatnot. Apparently, yeah. he was... are, you're not, are you not a fan, John? Oh. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I think it's brilliant. Um, I was going to mention on the thing that it's very noticeable that it's the first one without the scantily clad ladies, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and 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 understandably, I can they were, you know I can get at the time there was a lot of criticism about it and wouldn't have fit uh, with the or, film either, would it? Yeah, and and it wouldn't have fit with the film. You're right, Tom. It's brilliant. It's great. Can't can't yeah, disagree. I, with it. 
I think my only slight Whoa. criticism is just the criticism of the whole. Th- well, is probably you know <laughs> what you're. Obviously, Daniel Craig is front yeah, and centre yeah, in it, yeah. or you know, so it's like this is Bond. This is Bond. You're going to absolutely love him. Honestly, you will. You Please really love him. him. <laughs> or you better, you better love him. Yeah. 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 That would be got a lot of money. Right the blue-eyed boy. boy. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Fine. Care less. Yeah. But yeah. So, but that I, I think it's outstanding. Um, yeah, we're just talking about. We're not talking about no, the song yet. We will go. We'll, yeah, he, Daniel Kleiman said he was inspired actually by the cover of the book, the original book, because it had the playing cards ah. and eight red hearts and things like nice. this. And he thought it could represent the love story as well. You know, you've got and the like, lovely touch when the Queen of Hearts becomes Vesper's face, very crisp. Yeah. Very old school. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it'll be yeah. it'll be timeless, won't it? This pre-title sequence because we've yeah, looked at yeah, old ones and thought, mm, you know, there's something something's a bit awry there. But this, I'm pretty certain, will be timeless. It's a classic. The colour palette's phenomenal. Isn't Gorgeous, it? It isn't it? Really yeah. stands yeah. out. Yeah, well, the whole film. Spoiler. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. There's like uh, the different houses. Obviously, are like pierced in the bodies. They've got. We will come on to some, but like it fits with the line. I've I've seen this diamond cut through harder men, and the diamond comes into the in the game. It's quite quite mm. um, Yeah, you've got men breaking into pieces when they're attacked, and that's quite crisp. The seven of hearts becomes double oh seven babyishly. Yeah, I don't like that. There's only one. There's like a bit where it's like, it becomes like a computer typing. James yeah, d- Bond status confirmed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a bit. Yeah, yeah. Probably didn't need that bit, but. Well, it wasn't. This is the first one of all of them, wasn't it? That it ends on focusing on Craig's baby blue eyes. Yeah, a, a new genre trope. Perhaps, for the... <laughs> <laughs> well, only because the previous Bonds didn't have those. I think. I it's think true, when yeah. they cast him, they went, "Have you seen his eyes? We've got to." Yeah, you know, yeah. when you're thinking of it from a visual standpoint and how you're going to mount the hero, it's like, right, he's got these piercing blue eyes. Yeah. We've got to, we've got to utilize that as much as we can. Yeah, I, I agree with everything you guys have said. I, I I think the title sequence is just so well executed, and it's just yeah, palette is great. The way that they use the cards, even though we won't get there for another hour and fifteen minutes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty admirable. Yeah, it's just really well executed, and yeah, I think I, I assume we're going to come on to the song, but the song really <laughs> helps as well. I think yeah. it's it, it's a perfect melding of the song with the uh, with the yeah images. yeah. Absolutely. You can talk about the song and it's fine. <laughs> it just a few things to say before we open the discussion yeah. It's it's actually the last time the composer, David Arnold, or any composer on the series, co wrote the song. He had any involvement in the song. And we've said this a few times, we do like it when because of the composer's written the song, you can use that theme throughout the film and modify the theme yeah. the theme used more romantically this is like a proper guitar led song it's so versatile uh, it's also the first time since Octopussy that the title hasn't been the title of the, the film yeah. first male performer since The Living Daylights yeah, mm. that, yeah. again a bit like when they were deciding who was going to be Bond when they were deciding who should sing here <laughs> from the sublime to the ridiculous apparently those who were up for it from Tina Turner babyishly again to yeah. Tony Christie <laughs> Any serious oh, element? Is this the end. way to the yeah. casino? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just because Peter Kay was at his peak at the time doesn't mean. Oh, that's horrendous! Yeah. I don't. Again, I don't. 
I think I think that was more. Imagine Tony that. Christie put himself forward. I don't to be fair. I don't think Christie was like, yeah. hey, that Tony's a good. He'd be a good fit. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if that's how it works, I'm throwing my hat. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It wasn't on the soundtrack, which was the first time it wasn't on. Because apparently, this one was because Chris Cornell, because he recorded it as part of his album at the time. Yeah. He wanted it to be on the album rather than on yeah. just for the film. To be fair. It and ha- the single is mixed. Yeah, it's a different one, to, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, How is it? Yeah, it's a It's not as orchestral. The no. Chris Cornell uh, single version. Um, yeah. You know, it's cl- quite clearly the same song, but the mix is different on it. More distorted c- guitars. Yeah, the verses are better in the film, I think. Yeah. 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 That's my observation of the song. Firstly, I will say that I absolutely love it. It's in my top five. It's in my top five Bond songs. But what I will say is, is that I think this is predominantly a Chris Cornell song, yeah. as opposed to a co-write. I would say that whilst it's credited like that, it does not surprise me that Chris Cornell put it on an album and took off the strings and put it more guitar heavy because that. The only bit of David Arnold I hear in it is the strings, to be honest. I would say that this, I could hear this song on a Chris Cornell album and not think, oh, that's a Bond song, if it was his own thing. Yeah. But David Arnold makes it much, very much like that. The strength of this song for me are the lyrics. Which is the, Chris the, Yeah, the, the, the lyrics are obviously about the, the actual Daniel Craig, sorry, the James Bond talking. And... <laughs> from the perspective of an assassin and I think when you're going down the whole route of becoming Bond or Bond Begins whatever you want to call it I think it really works well it's a, it's, it's brilliant super yeah, it's just so abrasive and confrontational it isn't really it? is like, and it's um, yeah, I, I, um, I just I just really love that song I quite like Chris Cornell not as Ooh, much yeah. as Michael Mann obviously but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, imagine a Michael Mann Bond film. He oh. likes this movie. As soon as he heard that yeah. song come on, he's like, oh, yeah, that's ace. <laughs> <laughs> Just put two Chris Cornell needle drops in my last movie. <laughs> he's got a great voice, though, it's a cracking has, voice. It's great, yeah. And it, yeah. I think he said it. He It is like he wanted it to be a bit more like Live and Let Die, a bit more up tempo because not. not yeah. I mean, all of them now, they're just sort of like warbling, aren't they? And. You know Sam Smith and Adele and what Billie Eilish. I mean, there's hardly there's no yeah. there's no bump to them, are there? You know, no offense. Yeah. I, no, I know no, you no, like I... Skyfall John, but you know what I mean. In terms oh, of I totally get it. I think that's a fair point. Like when I hear a Bond song now, I'll go, I, I'll generally go, that's absolutely fine. That'll look really nice over the opening yeah, mm-hmm. sequences, and then I'll, I if that comes on the radio or if I happen to have it on uh, on my phone. I'll probably skip it. Yeah. But that Chris Cornell tune comes on. I'm listening to that all the way through <laughs> and I've been bumping it all week. Like, <laughs> it's really good. Is it seen? How, uh, gen- generally, is it popular? Is it? I, I, I was aware of some sort of pe- some people don't quite like it. I love it. I think it's quite divisive. I know Chris. Chris isn't a fan of it, famously. You know, we'll really? To, we'll have to learn why at some point. He'll probably be screaming now saying, no, I love it, I love it. But I, think, no, I, I think he did say he wasn't a fan. I have quite a few friends who like casual Bond fans, and this is by far and away their favourite song. Oh, of the good, Bond. Oh, good. Oh, amazing. Ian Astley thinks that this is by far the best song in the whole of the Bond series. He's like, this is. Oh, wow. But it fits the genre that we like as well. You know, it's, yeah, it's very yeah. guitar laden music, so. But yeah. Just, is it. Sorry to go back to the, the actual talk of there being a credit sequence. What 
It's interesting that they decided to keep a credit sequence, isn't it? If they were doing away with lots of things. Yeah, yeah that's true. Yeah. A credit sequence seems like a, a thing that they wouldn't have put in. And I think, so I think, I think you know, credit where credit's due, they, they, they did so. see the value of it. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's, it's quintessential Bond, though, isn't it? You've got to oh, have yeah. the opening credit sequence. I think... I have always bemoaned well, the fact that yeah. so many movies don't have opening credit sequences. Yeah. Now, you, they just fl- they just start, and then you're supposed to sit through the the credit sequence at the end. <laughs> I know I like to be introduced into the world of the film. Yes. Um, yeah. Bond has always done that so magnificently um, that I wish more films would do that. <laughs> to be honest, not not in the same way, obviously, but I, you know I like to know who shot the movie as I go in, in case yeah, I haven't yeah. yes, looked it up yes. on IMDb before I sit down to watch it. Yeah. yeah, you don't want to be on your phone in the film, do you? Like, oh, hang on. exactly. Quite yeah. like to know who did this bit. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Can you remember when we? I think when it first came out, it was, back in those days, it wasn't like oh, it'll just appear on YouTube and it'll all be shared on Twitter or whatever. It was like you know radio premiere and it was like a big event. Yeah. I, think, I can't remember. I think I listened to it in the car because uh, that was like the only radio, obviously, you had I had at the time. And it was again like, how good is this? Of course, that's the. Yeah. Like, I don't think this version of it's available. The orchestral, as you say, I don't think you can get it. It's only the sort of the album version and then the film version with the the rock song on the single. So there's like three versions of it apparently. Uh, he, yeah. Uh, I mean, yeah, Chris Cornell quality guy I mean I, I love his album with Timberland but again that's another bit like Dying of the Day absolutely slated but it's not very Chris Cornell it's going a, a different genre but I'm an absolute sucker for mixing genres so mixing R&B with rock to me is brilliant but anyway well, did you, you like that Justin Timberlake country album then well uh, <laughs> yeah. some, some, some of it some of it yeah. <laughs> I, like, I like the more well. I love country, but I, I prefer the R and B ones on the album. But anyway, yes, I know what you mean. The, the guy who did the video has anyone seen the actual video to it? Not the title sequence. I can't really remember it. Long time. No, I don't think I've seen it. Or can't the guy remember. Directed it. it. Michael Hausman. Apparently, he did two of my favourite Madonna videos. Uh, You'll see and take a bow, which again, absolutely massive in the nineties, but no one mentions ever again. Madonna's biggest hit in America. <laughs> Absolutely nothing. I can't even nothing. recall that song. No, it's Babyface who wrote it. To... It's R and B. So, I'll put oh, it now I know exactly what you're talking. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> whack it on in the background. We're playing now in the background. Good video. The, the video is actually a bullfight. Anyway, he also oh. did uh, Hazard by Richard Marks, Jesus Walks by Kanye, and Sexy Back by Justin. Oh. So. Good CV. No, I was I was just going to say my thoughts on the song. I think I, I absolutely love it. I think it's I think it's brilliant, and I really like the fact that it's like fast paced. Yet yeah, lyrics are brilliant. The way it works with the the title sequence, and also I I uh, I can see what you're saying about it being more of a Chris Cornell song. But at least it does mean that we get a lot of the theme during yeah. the film, which I just absolutely love. True, and the music's really good to this film. And I, I think it was you know quite. They obviously, I don't want to discuss the song Die Another Day right now because, you know, that'll take forever. <laughs> but um, they'd, obviously, they, they'd obviously, and I think they've made this mistake a li- to, to a lesser extent since, but, like, they, they got such a big star to do it that they couldn't be like, right, you're going to be writing with David Arnold. You know, you can't say that to Madonna. Mm. And then, so in Madonna, you've got to give her free reign, really, and then that's what happens. So, they, they, you know, they kind of strip that back a bit, and Chris Cornell is a far, particularly in the UK, a far smaller name than uh, than Madonna. And I think the whole thing works better. Weirdly, even though you are right, he's obviously a much bigger 
because of Audio Slave, Soundgarden, much bigger in America than here. The song was like, apparently it was number 79 in America, but it was pretty big in Europe, really big in Europe. It was number seven here. So quite not bad, actually, considering people... If, if it was released as Soundgarden or Audio Slave, it might have been more famous. But, I mean, we didn't really know Chris Cornell as a solo artist then, so it's quite a, quite a big hit across Europe. Yeah, I know you mentioned how, you know, there were children playing in the aisles for the second half of, of the film, but I can only think, if this if this song came out when we were children, you'd be having play fights and all sorts to it. It's so, in, yeah. like, there's such a good pace to it. You'd be singing it on the playground and thinking that you were James Bond and you're an action hero, especially after seeing this pre-title sequence. It's... It's so. It, I think it's really. It celebrates yeah. everything that's good about True, Bond, yeah. and it's 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 like an action song, isn't it? That that's so exciting to listen to. It's perfect. It's quite different from other Bond songs as well, isn't it? It's not. It's not really got a a, a repetitive tagline that you can sing along, like you know. So you know, it's like going, oh, the living daylight. It's not got anything <laughs> like that about it. But yeah, it's just so fantastic in its own way. Yeah. Yeah. It's like you know my name is like just at the end of the chorus. It's yeah. got the whole build up and all the you know kill you. That's probably the most Bond chord bit of it, isn't it? Sorry, it's just really sad. Um, no, it's brilliant. But it does sound it does sound very Bond. Oh my, yeah, my yeah. version of it just then. I mean, no. <laughs> Hi, I'm Rob. I'm Simon, and I'm James. We want to talk about those movies, those supposedly bad movies, those movies that bombed. To see if they weren't that bad after all. Join us every other Tuesday on the For Your Reconsideration podcast, part of the Pod Dojo Podcast Network. You can catch us on iTunes, Spotify, and all your usual podcast apps. And it won't cost you a solitary bean, mate. <laughs> it's like it's free. <laughs> it's just like it's free. <laughs> so here we are then, the first scene of the actual the actual post-credits world of Casino Rail. And... We're in Mbale, Uganda, or should I say Black Park in Buckinghamshire. Oh, <laughs> really? Can you believe that? It was filmed wow. in England. I thought maybe it might have been filmed so in authentic. Spain or somewhere like that. Yeah. Yeah, it does. Yeah. It's so, there's so much humi- like humidity. Nice and... wide shot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Oh, yeah. yeah, no, I'm going to continue to be very positive. I really Good. like this scene. Um, yeah. I absolutely, I, I, you know, I'm, I'm a bit gutted I've heard that because I really like the setting. It's, you know, uh, uh, scenes in rain are always brilliant in films. Um, maybe apart mm. from Four Weddings in the Funeral, but... Uh, <laughs> Hang on, what? No, 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 I'm always joking. Yeah. It's just because I suddenly, you know... I, I'm, yeah. uh, uh, anyway... Um, particularly <laughs> in action films, I absolutely right, love right. scenes in the rain. Yes, Tom, you always say that they need to, they should shoot more in Africa in uh, in Bond films. They just don't seem to go there very yeah. much. So anyway, so it's Chris that Uganda's used, even if it was Buckinghamshire. That's a bit bit of a shame, but yeah, I think it's a great great introduction to Lashif and the yeah. the contrast between the you know what what the sort of Ugandan army people look like and then him in his black suit the way he gets out yeah. of the truck shot brilliantly it's amazing. I think it's a great introduction some quality music as well for uh, Mickelson's arrival yeah yeah threatening and yeah fan of David Arnold around yeah well I, 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 we might mention it more but I think David Arnold does an absolutely stellar job with this soundtrack really good and this is the first first time you really oh yeah the score yeah yeah 
Um, and, and you know you can hear the influence that it's making you know your introduction to a villain you know you must be a good composer if you can make a man taking a puff of an inhaler look sinister so yeah <laughs> yeah well you would know Harry yeah well exactly yeah yeah as an as an asthma sufferer <laughs> for the listeners so this guy the guy in the beret I didn't I think he's called Mr. Stephen Obano this, this Obano chap. yeah yeah, the the actor was in Miami Vice. I didn't I didn't realize that. So there's a, the film. There's a, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. The series was never shown in in, in England, really. Is it? That's really <laughs> what was it I'm looking at about him today? <laughs> he was also he was in also Black, Black Panther, Panther as well. Yeah, and, that's what Calvary, I saw him in. Calvary. He's a great character. Yeah. This guy. I, I loved Calvary, but I can't picture him in it. No, I can't either. No, I've only seen it once. Anyway, yeah, he's Isaac Di Bancole, and yeah, so he we get. An introduction, of course, the boy giving giving him the money for the machine and all that because he's obviously fetched him the drink, which is quite crisp and it gets you involved in the scene. And the sort of even like I would say it's not authentic, but it makes it feel authentic. Yeah. So the bit of a complication with this is, like I say, even though they got the rights to the novel, they haven't got the rights to name Spectre. So this sort of references to you know my organisation. They would have said Spectre, I think, unless they wanted to like reveal it only at the end. But I don't think that harms it at all. I think it's good. It keeps up the mystery. Yes, yeah. yeah. And yeah. even though we criticised Spectre, of course, for retconning it so that Silver was involved in all this all along, I think apart from Silver, it would have been fine to sort of say Blofeld was in charge of all this. Because I, I'd, I'd buy that. I think it, yeah. all this is clearly... And we'll come on to it as it goes along, yeah. because we find out the Shifa isn't the main. There's threat, definitely a sense that and Mr. there's White definitely a sense that stuff's evil. filtering up. Yeah, sorry, I was just saying there's definitely a sense yeah, that yeah, from yeah. this film, yeah, stuff is good. filtering up towards something bigger. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I never think that Lashifa is ever portrayed as a number one mm. boss of an of of an organization. For example, you wouldn't be traveling to Uganda. You know, that's a job that. Yeah, the well, middle M, man. M likes to travel in quantum. Well, well, <laughs> unfortunately, that's one of the slight criticisms I have of this film. Just that one scene. But anyway, oh, but um, but the still thing, yeah. And I think you get that that he's a he's just a banker. He's a financer for these terrorists, which is the same in the novel, apart from it's for Schmirsch. 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 Uh, yeah, um, it's great. It's brilliant. Um, I love that line about "Do you believe in God?" Yeah. No, I believe in a. What is he says again? Reasonable rate, rate of return. Reasonable yeah. rate of interest. return. Yeah, yeah. Rate of it's great. Brilliant, brilliant line. Yeah, I guess. I guess. <laughs> and do you guys all rate Mads Mikkelsen in this Ooh. role? Ooh, Absolutely. Yeah, brilliant. He's one of my favourites. Yeah, he's, sure. he's really good. He's so good. He's got he's got real presence. He almost doesn't have to say anything, and he, yeah. he, he's sort of oozing what you. You know, you can sort of see what he might be thinking, and there's there's mystery behind him. But I don't know. I think I think he's superbly cast. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah. And I, th- I, I think, think as well, I like the inhaler as a touch in terms of it, it. It's almost a plot device because they need somewhere to put the bug later yeah. on, don't they? But it also gives him. It's a lot of. It's, it feels like a little bit of a screenwriting um, trick to 
to humanise him as well. So even though he is the baddie, he is a man as well. And it also, as well, sort of what John was saying uh, there, that you always get the impression that he's not the number one. It gives him a vulnerability yes. as well. Yeah, that yeah, you yeah. wouldn't necessarily see in a Bond villain. So I think, even though that seems like a little throwaway thing, it makes him a real person. It services the plot later on, because he needs to have that inhaler on him <laughs> for him to put yeah. the bug in. And it gives you the sense that he's maybe not as threatening as he may appear what with the even with the scar and the weeping <laughs> weeping blood and he, even in I completely agree I think Lashif is an excellent villain and Mads Mikkelsen is perfect for it absolutely perfect but what I do also like about this scene is that I'm also scared of the other guy Stephen what did you what did you say his name was yeah um, oh, yeah yeah um, right. I think he I th- West Ham defender <laughs> I think you've got a brilliant sort of contrast between villains there where you've got a uh, uh, an aggressive general leader who's physically terrifying, but then you've got the Shifra who is terrifying because he possesses power in different ways. He's kind of perhaps more of a... He's got brains rather than brawn, and you kind of got these two crooks up against each other, and you d- I, I didn't know quite who to be more scared of. They're both scary to me, which is great. And within that, you do have this sense that, well, they're not even the number ones, you know, there's someone above them. So it's building towards something that I think is exciting in terms of, of, you know, villains and a a plot. I think that's, I was getting excited during this scene, definitely. Am I right in saying that Mr. White's in this scene as well? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Yeah. Yeah. Because he very much comes across as, oh, how shall I say it? I think he he comes across as the instigator in this. Yeah, I I, I do feel that. What I mean, Mr. White is a very interesting character in that there's very few characters that are in three separate Bond films. What's your opinions on him? I personally really like him. I, I, I really like Mr. White. I do like him, but I think in some ways, if I was writing this film and, and you know, I'll be banging about on about this, so I'm really sorry, but I think he should be the one at the end who the showdown is perhaps with or the big... Fall of the house in Venice. Yeah, because he's clearly he's clearly not the top the top man. He's almost like a middleman, or you know. But yeah, I, I I think it would have, especially as he's the one who later kills Le Chief, I, I I would have liked him in Venice to have been the opponent. Yes, and then I think that would have given me a greater sense of like a comp- more of a completeness in terms of the storytelling and, and everything. I, you know, he's realistic. He looks quite, he looks quite scary somehow. It's, you know, it's an interesting name. I presume a code name. I don't know. Madeline but, Swan. Well, yeah, I, 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 <laughs> we won't come up. We won't talk about that. I don't think. Cause well, all I'll say with that math is he, yeah, he was in obviously quantum of solace, but apparently he, there was a scene cut from the film where he is killed in that so that the only right. reason he's inspected that we could do that yeah. because that was cut so I mean well, again, oh, right. so, to be honest I, I would have liked as I say I would have liked to show down at the end with him or with the, the same character as this and then you know Bond maybe does the Bond James Bond and either kills you know kills him or something yeah and then, and then that's it then you yeah, don't yeah. then you don't then have you can't then have someone taking that on and then having him in the boot of a car and driving around on the, you know, in, oh, God. Uh, I can't remember where it is in uh, Italy. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, he's got a great face. Yes, yeah, yeah, really. you no, know, yeah. We said. Yeah. I remember on From Russia with Love, uh, Chris particularly was saying in those old films, 
you weren't cast really so much on it. You know how now everyone's good looking, aren't they? And if they if they need an, a sort of not ugly character, but someone with a, a more distinguished face, it's usually a good looking guy with a lot of makeup on. But then mm-hmm. it was like people, you know, like Kronstein in that, and and it's Professor Dent in Doctor No. They're like really yeah. interesting faces, and I think you know Jesper Christensen. He's he's in that sort of realm. Yeah. Hmm. He he was also has anyone seen the debt? He's absolutely terrifying in that. Oh, that's such an underrated film. Yeah, I've not seen that film. It's directed by the NFL, uh, brilliant NFL uh, coach and quarterback John Madden. Uh, (laughs) Yeah, it's it's uh, oh, it's really good. It's like a revenge thriller post post Second World War. Helen Mirren. Who who else is in it? Helen Mirren, Jessica Chastain. Oh yeah, yeah. Incredible. Oh, I know which one it is. Woodby Bond, Sam Worthington. Yes, I'll get that right down on the list. Reason I didn't remember him. Yeah. No, I'm joking. No. But it, he, Jesper Christensen, is the sort of guy who tortured them or whatever, um, and then he's got away. You know, he's like an, an old Nazi who's somehow got away and changed his name. And you know, at the end, he sort of, oh, it's so scary. But anyway, he's pretty, pretty scary guy. He was in a, he's in a couple of Lars von Trier films because he's Danish as well. Um, yeah, Melancholia and Nymphomania. Obviously, not seen them. Pretty arty, and I have seen Antichrist, which. <laughs> Was Chaos it? reigns. Yeah, pretty <laughs> offensive, but pretty good as well. Anyway, right, we, won't, we, won't, we won't talk about that now. Rob and Becky saw it together, and you know, goodness me, I don't think they were expecting that. I'll let, I'll let him. I'll let him go on about that, that opening scene. Some of the most horrific images. Uh, anyway. He misjudges his audience yeah, sometimes, he does. Rob. Yeah. Doesn't he? <laughs> Proper eighteen, like. Proper NC-17 stuff, that, that film, in it? <laughs> and then we mentioned, yeah, going back to Mads Mikkelsen, he, he was a gymnast and an athlete, and then wow. he was a professional dancer for 10 years before he became an actor. Wow. Why, is, why are some people so just and, ludicrously talented? Exactly, yeah. exactly. It's just not fair at yeah. all. Like, just be one. Don't, don't, yeah. Yeah, don't, don't hog it all. Give us yeah. some of that. Yeah. Um, Tom, am I right in saying, I think I saw on Twitter somewhere that for some of his Danish films, he's in, he's been in quite a lot of comedies, uh, or did I yeah, like? Yeah, he's known I think so. As yeah, being comedic actor. Whereas you know here, babyishly because he's like European and stuff, but because he's so good at taking on these roles, I, I, I didn't, was quite surprised by that. I didn't know that. I know. I know again another big Danish name now, director Nicholas Winding Refn. His I've not seen his Pusher trilogy. Those were his first films, and apparently that's what Mads Mikkelsen made his name in. Right. in those Danish films. I don't know whether Reffen did all three, but he might have just done the first one. But Mads Mikkelsen is in all three, and then it was only, I mean King Arthur. He was in goodness me, it was it was it was better than the recent one. I know you did it on FYR, but I'm not not necessarily that's not necessarily the same much is it? He, he was in that, but he was not. I mean, he's not really much to do in that. But have, have you seen The Hunt? Anyone? Yeah, no, great. yeah. It's in the IMDb top two fifty, isn't it? Yeah, it's a Thomas Vinterberg film. That yeah, it's um, excellent. He's fantastic in that. And that's the thing, like, in Hollywood, he, he gets drafted in as, like, a villain yeah, or a yeah. sidekick or a henchman or, or what have you. But work it, when he's working in Europe, he's, like, a real sought-after thespian. Oh, and yeah. he's, he's doing another film with uh, that's coming out, if well, it may come out, <laughs> with Thomas Vinterberg, where he plays an alcoholic as well, and he's getting rave raves for that so he's an incredible actor and funnily enough I've actually just started the uh, the series Hannibal oh, it's so good. 
It completely passed me by the first time round. Oh, so I'm working my way through that, and he's spectacular. He's, he's absolutely so brilliant. sensational. Have you ever seen Arctic? No, I've, I've, that's on my right. list, yeah. So, Is it like a survival thriller? Very low-budget survival thriller, about, yeah. I think about $3 million, something like that. It's set in Iceland. Just a one-man survival mission. He is sensational in oh, that. Amazing. The, fi- the, the film is slow, but it's worth watching just for how amazing he is in that. Brilliant. It's a one-man piece. It's brilliant. Casino yeah. Royale. <laughs> I'm only joking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Rogue One, of course, he was in. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Doctor Strange. Doctor Strange, yeah. Doctor, hmm. Yeah, yeah fine, I'm not a massive yeah. fan of that one. can't remember it. Who was it? Was it? <laughs> okay. It's um, a Marvel movie. I've seen, yeah, some yeah, you've yeah, seen it. Yeah. yeah, is he yeah. the villain in that? He is, he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Good, good cast again. Always get good casts. Yeah, yeah. Benedict Wong. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that what a weird end to the film, like psychedelic, wasn't it? Anyway, goodness me. Yeah. <laughs> Apparently, the Shifa is Albanian. I, I, I didn't quite. Get, get, yeah. Quite yeah. Yeah. The first time I'd ever heard that. When. Yeah, I was surprised when I heard that. Yeah. So they changed that because yeah, he's originally French in the book, but ah, they changed well, it for French that. Name, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I can only guess they changed it to kind of like link it to the fact that he's holding a poker game in Montenegro and it's yeah, quite yeah. close. I can only guess that that's the reason why they've done it. Albania is a bit more unstable, isn't it? Oh, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I don't know what that was. I saw an interview with him, you know, on the making of this film and he said his favourite Bond villain growing up was Jaws. He was more a henchman than that, <laughs> you know, we're not. <laughs> um, just because he said, I think The Spy Love Me was the first film he saw as a kid, so I think he, he loved him. Oh, but his yeah. favourite villain, proper villain, Zorin. So Excellent. I couldn't, Excellent. couldn't love this guy anymore. No. He's like Brilliant. a massive Christopher Walken fan, so he, he was. Come on. Yeah. Have you to a kill? If you're enjoying the Radio 007 podcast, why not follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter? Effective immediately. We're not a country club, 007. We're going to be praising this film a lot because the next scene is just fantastic, I think. We go to Madagascar and yep. we have these running stunts. Be careful how you say that. Um, <laughs> it's just... Yeah, so it's another it's another new location. I know... I think it was probably filmed in the Bahamas maybe when they were there. It'd be difficult to film in Madagascar to be fair, wouldn't it? Um, yeah, it's, a, it's another great new location. It's got... To be honest, the cinematography... I, I'm going to be controversial. I actually think the cinematography is better in this film than it is in Roger Deakins' Skyfall. Yeah, well, I I'm think... I'm so sorry. I, no, no, I, I think... I don't necessarily agree with that statement, but I know what you mean. <laughs> I think, it looks nicer. Well, yeah, I, I think... Overall. There are some fantastic shots in Skyfall, some unbelievable shots yeah. that, that were Greatest probably... Hits. Yeah, yeah, they're the probably more individual shots that are more memorable and beautiful, maybe than maybe than yeah. this scene. But yeah, I, I I do know what you mean, and I, I think it. I think overall the film looks really rich, lush. And, uh, yeah, it, it really does look great. Yeah, I I completely agree. I understand what you mean, Tom. I love Roger Deakins, and I remember Math saying, and it's something you've heard oh, before, yeah, where you yeah. can pause it, and it get, you know it's a beautiful thing to look at. But I don't know whether I like it for action films I, I don't know whether I, that's necessarily what I want for action films this is closer to what I would want for an action film it's it's not distracting I, I think the black and white thing is distracting in the opening sequence for me but everything else from now is is perfectly tuned in to you focusing on the action and the pace 
and it being pleasing on the eye and um, not at all a distraction, but actually really nice to look at at the same time. I think, I think for me, this is the balance that I probably want from a James Bond and an action film. Yeah, every location looks great. Yeah, yeah. Wherever they are, it bring, brings the best out of it. You know, you, so that's why I'm really surprised about um, you know the Uganda, and then even though it's a short scene, but you know when we get to Venice and all those places, oh, it really brings beautiful. these places to life. Yeah. Does anyone know That's, the guy's name? Yes, it is Phil Mayu. I think. Well done with pronouncing. Yeah, I've got it written down. It's acute. Yeah. Any acute in it? <laughs> yeah. And an X. He did Golden Eye, didn't he? Well. Yeah, yeah, he's a Martin Campbell yeah, long-time right, well. collaborator. He got yeah. a BAFTA nomination for this. So, you know, right, right. So, yeah. yeah, absolutely. I, I mean, I think you can tell that like he did Goldeneye as well. I think both of those films have a very timeless feel. Yes. Both Goldeneye and Casino Royale, they don't look dated in how, no, they've been, in how they've been shot at all. And what a compliment that is. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, you said For Your Eyes Only thinks a bit TV movie. I, I think For Your Eyes Only, you can tell it's John Glenn's first film. I think it feels a bit TV in places in how it's shot i hate to say this but i oh, think no. license to kill looks a bit dated now i mm. think it, it, it's of its time it's it's 80s yeah. and i John's love favorite. it yeah, it's my absolute favorite no i know yeah. i know what you mean but if you told me that casino royale is 15 years old yeah, i agree yeah, yeah it's just the mobile phones that give it away it's the mobile phones yeah, that's yeah, it yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely and obviously the cars are from the 60s so from now on, and I think as well, just quickly on that point, like you know, to compliment Phil Mayu again, there is what is the six years between License to Kill and Goldeneye, and you can you would not say that by looking at either yeah, of those films. Yeah. You know, Goldeneye looks far more recent than License to Kill does. Yeah. It's sharp, isn't it? The the editor Stuart Baird. Oh yeah, yeah. Now listen to this. Okay, he he's I mean he's pretty old now, but he's done some incredible films edited. Nominated for Superman, Gorillas in the Mist with Michael Apted, and long-time collaborator with Richard Donner. So all the Richard Donner, you know, Lethal Weapon, all those he, well, obviously Superman. So uh, he returned for Skyfall as well to edit that. But he directed three films in the mid '90s, early 2000s. Now, Star Trek Nemesis, I've not seen that. U.S. Marshals. And executive decision. Both of those, James. Ooh. Both of those, James, are ripe for FYR. Yeah, <laughs> some of the best. U.S. Marshals is that Wesley yeah. Snipes? I love Wesley Tommy Snipes. Lee Jones. I love yeah. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, it'd get a pass from me on that basis yeah. alone. It's not as good as the Fugitive. No, 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 no. Yeah. But, that's but what is? Funny. Yeah. Well, and uh, executive decision is just the most hilarious thing ever. It's because, brilliant. Uh, Steven Seagal thought he was the lead. Yeah, <laughs> it's gonna be yeah. on your. It's gotta be on FWR. There's no way. Rob, yeah. Rob, will oh, it is such a good film. I love executive film. decision. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I remember Seagal's visibly upset, podgy face when Kurt Russell shuts the uh, yeah, yeah. yeah the hatch yeah. of the plane on him because he got he joint billing, didn't he? Yeah, because that was contractual or something, and then he assumed that he was going to be like the main character in it or something. Oh no, you die halfway through. Yeah, yeah. Spoilers for yeah. decision. I vividly remember, it must have been about seven or eight years ago, I was just texting you guys saying, I'm just looking for some action films. What do you recommend? <laughs> All three of you replied, <laughs> Executive <laughs> Decision. <laughs> so, 
You got Halle, Halle Berry. Goodness me. Oh, I, I, t- I, I bought it Did... straight out. Yeah. And me and my brother, me and Richard, sat down that Saturday night and he was just obsessed. I mean, he was just obsessed <laughs> with David Suchet as a bad oh, guy. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Where's quality, the Passenger Manifest? Quality film. <laughs> <laughs> Kurt Russell in a tux. <laughs> Kurt Russell? Yeah. Goodness me. Who is he, 007? Love, well, another yeah. FYR alumni. Yeah, yeah, well, he says that, Kurt Russell, yeah. I mean, who doesn't? No. <laughs> no. We, we like to big up these people, but yeah. Just going back to the plot, I forgot to mention, it's quite complicated, again, for, like betting shares on Skyfleet yeah, no. stock. I, 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 I did it. understand yeah, it eventually. I got that. Yeah, I got that. Yeah, about is that little yeah, scene, isn't there, in London? Sort of little, with some guy, some banker guy. Or, is he? Or? I mean, it's it's very very realistic. It's, uh, yeah, yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I mean, it's basically the Big Short, isn't it? <laughs> it no, it is. It is. It's it's yeah. it's it's, bank, it's betting against something that's a guarantee. And making yeah. a heck of a lot of money out of it. Billions um, as well, the TV series. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. They invoke uh, 9 11. They do. They? Yeah. At yes. one point, yeah. saying that, you know, yeah, when 9 yeah, 11 yeah. happened. Yeah, Billions <laughs> does. So does Casino Royale, yeah. yeah. Uh, M says, you know, when, they, when the planes hit the World Trade Center, somebody made a lot of money that following yeah, day. Yeah. And this is exactly, that's basically what Mads Mickelson's plan is. I always thought I found it quite funny watching it this time that the uh, plane, uh, the, the company where this plane prototype is called Skyfleet, yeah. is it? I, I, Skyfleet, yeah. 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 Very good. I'm sure. Very enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. Me. <laughs> thought that far ahead of that stage. This sequence, this oh. core sequence, which can't, which. Which dates it a little bit because it, parkour yeah. was all the rage in, in the office. office. <laughs> yeah. um, it was, yeah, everybody loved yeah. parkour. Parkour, yeah. <laughs> but this is just absolutely top level popcorn. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. so good. It's so slick. It's so vast as well. Yeah. The, the helicopter oh. shots when they're fighting up on the crane. The stunt work is just incredible. It's yeah. so good. Like it's just such, and it completely holds up because it's ninety-five percent practical yeah. as well. So it doesn't age. It's yeah, always yeah. going to look that good. It's always going to be that kinetic. It's always going to be that energetic, and it's just fantastic. And again, I'm just absolutely loving this movie yeah. at this point. It's so Hashtag good. me too. Yeah, you, you mentioned the, the vastness of it, and I completely agree, James. That I love like the geography of action sequences. I love how this sequence starts. I love where it starts at this where there's this crowded uh, this crowd gathering around like a is it a cobra versus like a meerkat and I think there's that great intensity yeah, where they're spying on each other and you know they've got the fingers on ears and stuff like that it's all very close but then where it goes from there you know the, the, the chase takes them through some amazing places and you know onto vehicles onto cranes and like you said, that that with the vastness of it is amazing, and and then also getting to the point where you're getting aerial shots of it, it builds and builds brilliantly. And all, although I agree that maybe parkour is a bit dated, I think it's still amazing to see. It, it you know, it's really amazing to watch. Yeah. I mean, this is Bond at its finest. This is what Bond does well. You know, it, it Bond should be the trendsetter. So it goes and gets the founder of Free Run yeah. to play the villain, and that's yeah, yeah. what it should do. And 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 I look at this and I think, yeah, we are we are taking something of this era. I mean, if you look back over the films and we look at it now and we think that looks naff, but when when Roger Moore gets on that jet ski 
on Spire Love Me. Those portable jet skis weren't heard of at that time and it was a trend-setting thing. This is the same concept. We are taking something and we are setting it and saying this is what we are. This film is brilliant at this. It's a superb, superb scene. It reminds me of the video game Crash Bandicoot <laughs> at times. Like, because it's all platform, it platform jumping. Yeah, platform. And you, it is all platform jumping and you ain't. Yeah, if, yeah. You miss, if you miss this bit, you're going to fall and die and you haven't got that yeah. mask to help you <laughs> like you do on yeah. Crash Bandicoot. It's a great, great action it, scene. It really is. And I think, you know, big uh, credit goes oh, to yeah, Martin yeah. Campbell for that and, and how it looks and you feel you know the geography of the scene you know you know where everyone is and who needs to get yeah. where you know it's a, it's a basic chase if you think about it it's just yeah. one man chasing another which which is really good and I like the contrasting styles between what what's the villain called actually? Uh, Molaka he's like amazing you know like you say John he's the founder of the well so the founder <laughs> but he's the guy who did you know this oh, yeah. yeah yeah <laughs> So do. his style, the smoothness of some of his movements and yeah. amazing look, compared to like Bond being, you know, much Yeah, that works and, so well. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's brilliant. Like it, improvising, basically, just doing what he can to yeah. get after him. Yeah, I, I, I think it's terrific. I'm not a massive fan <laughs> of, ca- of catching the gun and then... Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. Yeah. I, I, I think it just, I don't know, it just jars with me a little bit. But, yeah, I mean, if, if James likes it. <laughs> no, no, I just thought it, was, I thought it was a nice comedy beat in there. Because um, yeah. what I like about this film is, because I, I sort of share some of the criticisms that you guys have of the later Daniel Craig ones, but I think they sort of get the balance kind of right in this one between grittiness and fun escapism stuff. So they're fighting up on a crane that's like, what, 50 feet off the, off the ground. He throws a gun at him. He catches it and throws yeah. it straight back at him. It's just, it's just, yeah, it's proper Hollywood. You can picture Brosnan doing it as well. Yeah, just enjoy well, Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The the thing I I absolutely love this sequence and I admire it so much and I I find it so thrilling. This is the first time you see, um, and that's what I think Craig does a lot, certainly in this film, where he will not move his face during action. He keeps a straight face and he keeps his mouth closed <laughs> for everything. There's no. There's absolutely no sense of him being exasperated facially, even though he's doing these amazing things. Like, there's a point where he does like a, a roly-poly, and then the camera cuts straight to his face, and he's just got his like his mouth closed, like he's not doing doing any breathing or anything. Like yeah, it, it looks like um, he's got a similar kind of when he's doing action, he's got a similar stare as a raptor, like you know raptor in um, in, in the Jurassic Park films that have that that. It's, no, no, it's like a dead stare, but with the the mouth closed. Quite strange, but yeah, you see, yeah. seem, I seem to notice it a lot in this version that he doesn't. There's no huffing and puffing. There's certainly no like piss buzzing. You know, like, ah, oh, you know, or there's yeah. There's no like <laughs> of Roger Moore when Daniel Craig does action. He doesn't open his mouth or let out any sounds or there's no exasperation at all, which I think I don't like about Daniel Craig's action performances. But I only mention that because I think there's, it happens quite a lot in this film for me. Um, but this is superb action, absolutely no doubt about it. Incredible action, and I think, like Matt said, the way Bond approaches this is so well written and choreographed that he's working his own way around it. He can't do the parkour yeah. like the guy, but he's practical and resourceful, and you know, you know, he's able to. There's a point where he runs through a wall, which I think is a bit daft, but he's able yeah. to 
you know, you know bruise his way around, which is good. It's very much showing that whole blunt instrument. Oh, yeah, bull in the china shop. Like that, you know, I, I said that I, I didn't watch this film for ages after all, didn't watch it much anywhere near as so much as the other ones, but I've always remembered um, the word ellipsis. Uh, mm. In fact, in our quiz that we had with other Bomb Twitter fans, uh, there was a question about that, what word is used, you know, mobile phones communicate, you know, for the Miami airport scene. And I, I remembered it and I thought, that I got all that one right. <laughs> but well I, I really liked it because, you you know, it me, but it obviously, stru- it obviously yeah. stuck in my mind because I think it, I think it's like, it immediately yeah. says to the view, you know, the viewers like, hmm, what was that? And then, and then, yeah. you, so you see that at the start of this scene, and then you see it again yeah, when at he's the left very the end of this scene. And so it, it, it's in the viewer's mind, and they'll be thinking, right, hmm, something about that that might come back, and then you forget about it, yeah. and then you see it again. There's a lovely David Arnold cue the second time you hear it. It's a sort of mystery. Yeah, yeah. As well as it being a chase and a lot of running, jumping, and that. There's a really pleasing amount of gunfire, especially when they get in the embassy. Lo- loads of machine oh, yeah. gunfire and, oh, that's very oh, golden and some great explosions along the way. Yes, it is, yeah, which is brilliant. It's so good to see. Everything you're saying, I'm completely agreeing with. When they get into the embassy, and then there's that bit where he's take where he's got where he's forcing the bomb maker down the corridor, isn't it? And the yeah. windows yeah. smashing yeah. in, the yeah. shrapnel going yeah, everywhere. Brilliant. He's firing. Yeah. Then he goes in and scares a load of poor office workers. And <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> throws him out of a window. Listening. Like it's like, yeah, it might not be traditional Bond, but oh, I no, enjoy it. It's no, very it's... aggressive. Like, <laughs> he's very brutal in this embassy scene. He's very reckless. Mm. He's Great. very like John Wick. yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, he is. But this is so right for this film they're, they're just trying to portray him as a reckless idiot basically yeah. who who isn't you know he doesn't get it at this moment in time his ego is far bigger than the cause Sorry, was, um... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, it's all right and i think and i think it really works well in this scene again it, it's building yes. the character up yep I like just before that all starts even, you know, with the whole stop touching your ear, you know, all this so spy yes, and yeah, so classic. Yeah. I can picture Dalton doing that really well. But yeah. no, Daniel Craig, from the moment, he's doing well in my book. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I agree. Like the fact that he is, he's sort of controlling that other younger agent, or even younger agent, and he's like, yeah, Bond knows exactly what he's doing here, even though he is a blunt instrument, in inverted commas. Yeah. It, like I say, it's so well done how that he, his is a more reckless improvised chase compared to this absolutely ridiculous guy who can do anything and jump around anywhere. yeah you've got a question m's manager <laughs> at this stage though hasn't he it's like how bad is the subordinate yeah, agent poor. to bond if he's such a yeah, reckless yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> well he's, he's never you never see him again do you he no, well, he falls into no, if he falls into the snake yeah. pit <laughs> Does he die? Does oh, yeah. the meerkat kill him, or do, what, what happens to him? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 Mongoose. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Is it a mongoose? Is that it's what a it mongoose. Is? Mongoose and a snake, a isn't it? Mongoose was, can kill snakes. I was, yeah, I thought it was a ferret as well. Certainly not a meerkat, and I didn't know it was a mongoose. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty cool, though. Yeah, and again, yeah, yeah. Oh. they this, Memorable. This guy with scars on his face, again, it's all very Bond trope, isn't it? Yeah. No, oh no. yeah, yeah, yeah. So they get in the sort of the managers to hitch a ride, isn't he, on the roof of that van or whatever it is? Jumps mm. into the embassy uh, because this chap thinks he's. It's a, it's a fake country, isn't it? No, like we said, John, in the quiz, Nambutu. Yeah. Um, presumably because obviously they might have been politically a bit dodgy to 
actually do what they do in a real country and the fact that he kills them. Anyway. This is just me and my nerdy geography knowledge, but it's babyishly. Uh, there's a you know the country Vanuatu, um, yeah, well, the you, you island in the John, Pacific so Island. <laughs> yeah, well, obviously it sounds similar, but the flag that they give Nambu to is basically the exact same shape, just twisting some oh, of the colours around of that John's as well. John's flags is mm-hmm. famous. Wow. That is brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just ridiculous. If I was like part of the... Um, yeah, it's outrageous. part of the Van- Vanuatu yeah. tourism yeah. board, I'd be raging <laughs> by this, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're putting that one down to purposes. Yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Placeholder. Yeah. Like, no, no, too late, done. It's one of his <laughs> ideas here. Yeah, one of their ideas. The Bond gets into yeah, this Bond. embassy. Like, it's, it's, I think it's quite like Goldeneye in the Seven Eye thing. Shooting pipes. You know, he chucks those yeah. work, those uh, guys down the stairs all at once, which is very Bond. He's sort of a bit harsh though when he goes in. He sort of knocks that head of the embassy and bangs him on the head and I think mm. is this the first sign of like yeah. sure I like you Bond <laughs> well exactly yeah 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 Yeah. he's a bit of a hot head, isn't he like he literally bounces that guy's head off a statue on his own yeah desk. yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. It's bang out of order. It's enjoyable to watch but you wouldn't like to be on the receiving there's so many so shots it. of CCTV cameras in this film I don't know whether I've picked that up anyone I know it might be because it's later yeah. it's because it becomes public, yeah. <clears throat> so then Bond yeah. is he surrenders. You think he surrenders, don't you? He's on the lawn, bit in in the sort of outdoor bit of the embassy, and then he suddenly just won't call it a lawn. I don't think. Well, no, no, it's more <laughs> more dirt. I don't know, dirt track, isn't it? But yeah, where they put the bins, kind of. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then he just <laughs> yeah, he just decides to murder the, the Malacca guy and. Blow up things, burn, burn all the faces, doesn't it? Bit irresponsible. Yeah, it's pretty outrageous. I think it's partly for a story oh, yeah, yeah. point because he unnecessarily kills him. But I think it's a little bit of a disappointing end to such an amazing action sequence, and for someone who can do such amazing stunts, it's maybe a bit disappointing. Personally speaking, that he just gets yeah. shot at a point. Not like jumping and, and falling know, to like his death or something. In fact, one of my one of my <laughs> one of my only criticisms in terms of the action in this film, which I think is on the whole brilliant it's just that the way that villains are the the, the villains are offed is a yeah. very sort of stationary the, the, everything's calmed down and i know you can do that sometimes but like again when it comes to the the brilliant airport scene he's stationary again when he's been surrounded and stuff and then that's done and, and you know it's, it's quite clever the way that that happens but i just strangled I, in I the staircase know, it, yeah it's just a, yeah, that's I famously think, not a fan yeah, of strangulation I, I, as a, yeah. I'm not a fan of I, I think strang, strangulation is a boring cinematic thing the, the way they make it more exciting in this is that he's clambering for the gun so it's a question of when he'll run out of breath in time but like Steven Seagal you know just on um, Under Siege 2 just going up either break you know just doing that for ages or just breaking the neck or something like sorry I don't want to be too negative because I think this is yeah I mean I, I I think I'm going to be slightly negative with this as well in terms of that I always watch it and it's got that diehard John McLean thing of it is in terms of like I'll give up the gun and then I'll pull another one out and do two quick shots at the end of it. If I'm being slightly critical, I really reckon that someone could have shot him before he took the second (laughs) shot. 
It's Bond. It, it, it doesn't... No, but it doesn't seem like so quick. You know when Bond does these things usually, it's yeah. so ridiculous. You think, oh, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It doesn't come across like that to me. I Stuart think, Bear. I, I think he'd just be Stuart shot Bear. dead. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> but that is a very... Ridiculous, pedantic criticism. Yeah, I think the, with the end of this sequence is that like it's been so breathless, and then they're sort of like they're stuck in this courtyard or whatever it you know whatever it is within the embassy. They've sort of written themselves into yeah, the yeah. corner, and the only way out yes. really yeah, is yeah. A, it's some yeah. sort of that is diversion. And yeah, it's like, oh, well, what do we do now? Um, all right, well, you can just shoot him and blow yeah, something it's up just, and run for it. I think <laughs> it's from a quite a babyish thing, but the fact that you've yeah. been up these amazing cranes and everything, yeah, this yeah. incredible peril, and then yeah. he's just he's just sort of shot at point blank range. But again, I know that, I know, you know, like you say. Well, I, I, I know you've said there are a few more examples of that, and I agree with that, but I think for now, not knowing what's coming ahead, I'm I'm happy with how that ends. I think that's a... I think it's a pretty yeah, it's a decent a twist, end it? to the whole sequence. Yeah, yeah. You think that's it? For and there's a bit of surprise then. about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And the thing is, at this point, you, they're really setting Bond out as a as a mean guy in terms of when yeah. it comes to getting the job done, doesn't it? I mean, we've seen yeah. him drown a guy in a sink, yeah. uh, shoot a fella in the head, and not think twice about it, and then just execute someone in front of, inside an embassy. Yeah, like, he, yeah, he does seem more of an executioner than yeah. an agent. Well, <clears throat> he kills. I'm sure he kills far more people than anyone else does in this, like in this film. Like the baddies yeah. can't can't be anywhere near as bad as what Bond. I think so, the diff. Sorry, that's just and and that sorry, and that is yeah, acknowledged. Yeah, yeah. That is yeah. acknowledged. Yeah. Uh, there's a line yeah. that M says that she says to him, "Any thug can kill. I yeah. need you to take your ego out of the equation." Hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I, I think it is a purposeful thing, purposely yeah, yeah. dislikable in this film. And actually, I know this sounds really harsh, but Craig is best when he's trying to be dislikable. Yeah, yeah. In terms of that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's when I actually think he's, he's the well most effective. He's well cast for the story they're trying yeah. to tell and the person. To, and that's yeah, definitely the reason I came to with this one. In terms of the way the sort of the decisions in the story, this is a general theme on the film. I might not agree with them all and what they do, but they are done intentionally and they're executed well. But with when it comes to Skyfall mm. and the Sam Mendes ones and Spectre, I just don't think they have a clue what they're trying to do. And none of it makes yeah, sense. Yeah. It's like a mad congealed mess that somehow audience, you know, non-Bond audiences might love for some reason. You know, it passes, you know, all the holes are sort of covered and you, you get those famous scenes, you get the beats and stuff like that. But with this, it's like everything is there for a reason. It can be explained. It's properly done. It's properly written. That's right. Properly yes. directed. Yeah. yeah, Marty Campbell obviously knows what he's doing with everything he's, as we go along. Yeah, totally agree. For the next scene, extremely Bond shot, first shot. Of some babe coming out of the the water in the sunset, a ladder up to <laughs> a yacht, and of course it's uh, the Shifra's girlfriend. We, we, we later learn. Uh, lovely David Arnold score as, he, as she's she's coming out of the water, well shot as we say, and then this weird poke again with like a middle aged couple. <laughs> it's all very odd, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah absolutely. Oh, yeah. Face like thunder, who, who, both of them. <laughs> Yeah, I like the fact that they're obviously like I don't know they're obviously people who need to be intimidated a bit yeah. by. The they don't see me though. You know, I like the the, the blood yeah. tear and the way that he explains it. I, I like all that. I think it's, it's oh, very yeah, bomb. Yeah. 
John, can you put a bit more flesh on the bones? Because um, I, I, I can't. I can't put any flesh on the bones <laughs> apart from the female. Yeah. Is the actress who played the girl in You Only Live Twice who seduces Bond at the beginning and then the one about Peking Duck? Who wow. basically, yeah. yeah, you think we better? Yeah, Whoa. it's her. Yeah, Wait, Whoa. that's incredible. It's, it's her. It was a big now thing like, when it came out. Bond fans. It does It makes it makes no sense why it happens or anything like that. But actually, I love yeah. that. It's a lovely little Easter egg. Bit of yeah, respect. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, know, great. Wow. Lovely little cameo. Also, what? we see this the, oh, the yeah. bald henchman again. It's the first we didn't mention in our henchman. I'd forgotten episode. about him. Can you remember his name, anybody? I had to look it up. I don't think he's given a name. Krat. K-R-A-T-T. Krat. Krat. That's horrendous. I mean, he's pretty... Chris Pratt's name's fused He's not... I don't know, he's got quite a striking face, but that's about it. Quite a nice d- d- jacket. Yeah, he does something good oh, with yeah, a knife yeah. later, I think. He's like a henchman of a henchman of a henchman of a henchman. I assume he's not really. shot in the corridor before the Shifra is killed. You'd probably hear him being shot in the corridor. Off screen yeah. again. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah so we get the nice tears. This is the first introduction to the bleeding eye, isn't it? Yeah. The yeah. Tear, yeah. This chap comes in, doesn't he? Krat and whispers something in his ear. The Shifa has to turn to his Sony Bravia laptop, which is uh, signposted very well. <laughs> yeah, the news article. Quite, you know, they could have at least thought of a better name for the the, the, <laughs> the news. Anyway, British government agent <laughs> kills unarmed prisoner. So does that, yeah. So Bond's cover is blown. I was going to mention this at the end of the film, but in terms of the marketing and the the box office and the budget and all that, but. After Die Another Day was dubbed Buy Another Day due to the massive amount of product placement, they apparently did a lot less for this film, but goodness me, there's still quite a lot, isn't there? We haven't got onto the Ford Mondeo. Um, But yeah, the first one here is the, the Sony Bravia laptop. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Which is there in all its glory. Yeah, it's, yeah, I mean to be fair, it's not that, but isn't it? You know, it's got to it'd be a bit silly if there was no mate, wouldn't it? Which is the same thing. Which yeah, exactly. The, the news. I've I've I, no problem with, really with product placement because everything has to have a brand. Really, you know, as in, yeah, it'd be more notable if it wasn't branded. I, I was watching an episode of something recently, yeah. and uh, <laughs> again, I was drinking a bottle of Stella Artois, but. That you know where it said still at all just all been made red, so that's more noticeable for me. There has to be a yeah. brand that. I think the only thing with this is that yeah, you know, the, the, both the the villains and and the goodies are all using the same Sony laptop, so that's the only you know it's no it is quite noticeable. Yeah. 
Yeah. Same brand. <laughs> I mean, Martini is a is a brand. Exactly. So, yeah. 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 Product placement is a part of Bond. It's, yeah, it always yeah. has been. It's just part of it. And and I, I've not got a Hell problem yeah. with Sony vowels or whatever they call laptops. It's yeah. so of its era. I, I it do was. think it's a bit. I do think it's so babyish when he when he sends the uh, the quitting email at the end on the on the boat. It's like you've got this beautiful scenery in the middle of Venice. And yeah. I just get my Sony laptop out in the middle of the, <laughs> in the middle of the Mediterranean. Yeah. I'm, I'm not fully buying that, but yeah. Where's the Wi-Fi? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Well, great. Yeah. 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 yeah, especially in mid two thousands. Wi-Fi. Yeah, we we're not quite at the Heineken stage of Bond product placement at this stage, but this, this article obviously. <laughs> so now the Schieffer is onto Bond in terms of it, it, there's this in this article saying British government agent kills an armed prisoner. Does that mean Bond's cover was blown? Cover was blown. I mean, do people yeah. now know he's? They might not know him by name. Because they might might be allowed to not release a name, but yeah, it seems like yeah. the world is aware you that know my name. a British agent is yeah yeah, <laughs> um, which is quite significant, isn't it? World news. Of course, it's not. So we've got less like less than thirty six hours before <laughs> ellipsis expires. So again, we're intrigued. What is this? And then a bit of sinister, mm. very Bond villain, or throw them overboard. Terrible, terrible host. <laughs> Just appalling yeah. manners. They're not really a threat again, are they? Just, I'll say a middle aged couple just having a game of cards. He's just beaten him at poker and now he's going to throw him off his yacht. Yeah. It's just outrageous. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Mostly this scene only exists to show that Le Chiffre is actually good at, at good at cards. Because yeah. we, need to yes. know, we yeah. wouldn't know that otherwise when yeah. we get to the That's casino. True, yeah. 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 And, and also yeah. that he's yeah. nasty. Very nasty. It's good. It's good, yeah. Okay, good. Still, we're still. Yeah, persevering with this film, we yeah. It's all good. We've got the pickups on side at this point. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> keep checking in as we go. There's no sign of anything yeah. going wrong at all. It's good. <laughs> we then get to London. First uh, time we're back in it, Blighty, as, as they say. Shot a classic shot of uh, Westminster, <laughs> which Menders would become absolutely obsessed with. Aired my complaints about that. Anyway, a lovely crisp <laughs> shot of uh, M leaving the committee room <laughs> with Villiers. Uh, Tobias mm. Menzies. Yeah. yeah, he's one of those guys. Yeah. Like he's like, what do I, what do I know him off? Isn't he? He's one of those. He's Prince uh, Philip. Well, yeah. I mean, I've yeah. obviously I've not, I've not seen that. <laughs> yeah, he's but, yeah. Prince Philip now. Yeah, uh, the Crown, isn't it? Did he used to be in Casualty? Yes, he did, Harry. Yeah, did we used to watch him? Yeah, yeah. Oh. He must have been quite young then. We it? did. Yeah, yeah. That's where I first recognised him from. But he's class as Prince Philip in the Crown. He was a fairly he, yeah. He was in Game of Thrones, but he wasn't a There's massive character. So many of those character. characters, though, aren't there? Um, yeah, he was, he was. Yeah, yeah. You've got to try and yeah, remember yeah. because I knew the actor. I, I remembered him. I think for some reason I always used to get him mixed up with, and it might. Um, he this guy might also be in Quantum of Solace. For some reason, and I don't think they look like he. Looked, uh, he reminded me of the guy, or I got mixed up between him and the guy who's young Sherlock. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Oh, I know what you mean. I know what you mean. Is he in Quantum of Solace? I'm sure they were both in the same thing. I don't, I don't think Villiers why, appears why, again, though, does he? Why in, anyway. in the Bond films? Oh no, no, I don't think mm. he does. I know he's like a sort of lap, lap dog, isn't he? For M. Strange. Yeah, yeah. Villiers, yeah. He, um, the the name Villiers is a reference to James Villiers, I think, who was who played Bill Tanner in Few Eyes Only, and apparently there's someone called yeah. Amherst Villiers in the novel. He's, he was also in Outlander. I've not, I've not, I've only seen the film, but apparently he got a Golden Globe. Oh yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, he was in, he was in Rome and the Night Manager. Both, both very crisp. Yeah, he plays a sarcastic doctor in um, 
catastrophe. He's only in like three episodes, but he comes in and he's just really yeah. withering to Sharon Horgan, which is which is very enjoyable. Yeah, he's a good actor. I bet he read for Bond as well. You know, if you're saying that they, like 200 people went on tape for it, I bet nearly every yeah. male actor, British yeah. actor who's in this and is of the right sort of age profile probably read for Bond. <laughs> we don't like his Bond, but we'll give you this pathetic role as uh, M's <laughs> little gopher, yeah. yeah. But he's quite... <laughs> He's quite yeah, right. You'll maybe be on the phone. Yeah. Not, not yeah. what he could do. Perfect. Yeah. But yeah, let's let's cut to it. What an absolute foul mouth, potty mouth M we get here. <laughs> it's disgusting. Yeah. <laughs> she is in a bit so of a grump, gorgeous. isn't she? Arse covering prigs. Yeah. Yeah. So go on. Go, go on, on, Harry. No. Go I was just going to say, aside from that, and I know we know that this is his first mission as Bond. We know all that, but it is slight. Slightly confusing. This is where you know the, the where the the lines all become a bit blurry because here's where she says, you know, I give him double o, I, I give him his double O status, and you know he celebrates by uh, blowing up an embassy. I know that this is his first mission, and this is his first M that he you know develops a relationship with. But it is confusing that it's the same M from all the. It, it however much you like it. And I know she's a brilliant M. It's all pretty confusing. And it gets, obviously, it gets even more confusing when he uses his car from Goldfinger in Skyfall. So, but <laughs> like, like, like you've said, in this film, they did kind of know what they were doing. But by the time they got to Skyfall, like I've said with this, they've had the affair. By the time it's get, getting Skyfall, they're trying, <laughs> yeah. to, they're trying to, he's trying to rescue the marriage and trying to suck up and, you know, be the perfect husband again and making a mess of it. But here, it's just... It's just a little bit confusing. I, I, I don't know. I still don't know the answer to my own question. But should they have cut clean and got a new M? I, I, I don't know. I know you've said that as we go ahead, they shouldn't have. They should keep Ray, uh, Ray Fines, but I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I do. I do agree, Harry. It's a funny one. I mean, one of the reasons why I think they should keep Ray Fines is, is that I don't think they should do a reboot. I think they should just carry on yes, like yes, all the others yep, were. Yep. And Agreed. you know it doesn't need to. It yeah. doesn't need to be making going back to the beginning. Just carry on. It does great. It is weird that she starts. But what I noticed specifically this time round when watching it was how different personality she is from the Pierce Brosnan era. It Absolutely. is like she, it's yeah, like yeah. she's a different character. True. That in is terms true, yeah. of it must be deliberate. Mm-hmm. But she's she. When I think of Judy Dench in the Brosnan era, I really think of this woman who's trying to fight against a lot of chauvinism, who's quite polite actually at times and, and, and a bit cautious. Like, you know, I think of Admiral Roebuck and that kind of thing, and he's telling her, You don't have the balls for this, M, and she gives it back. But she's she's more placid in the way that she is. Um, yes, she is. She's a bit small. She's a bit here. Oh, she's quite dislikable. <laughs> I, I actually oh, yeah. find her quite, quite crabby and dislikable, and uh, yeah. I don't warm to her in this film at all. I'm sorry. No, I, I agree. I agree. But I think you're right to point out that it must must have been a conscious decision to set to slightly separate her the two incarnations of M. Perhaps I agree with what uh, you guys are saying there. It's what it came across to me is that she was like. It was almost like it was an 80s action movie and Bond was a rogue cop who got results and M is very much the cantankerous police captain Mm. who has to chew him out over and over again. I quite like that dynamic from a a general film perspective. You know, I enjoy the angry captain 
shtick. It's mm. good. But whether it works in the... It, it's confusing because uh, Judy Dench is a holdover from the last era of Bond. And then, as you say, she's sort of playing a completely different version of M in this one. So it, it is a little it, it is a little bit confusing. Because is she... I'm right in thinking she's the only holdover from... From the Brosnan yeah. era, isn't she? Yeah, actors and Purvis and Wade. David Arnold. Hmm. Yeah. I think it's. I think it's. They maybe hadn't. They maybe didn't want to go. Like they wanted it a reboot. They wanted you know things stripped away and everything. But M has to be there. And I think because Judy Dench was always praised as M and everything, and always mm-hmm. went down well. Quite rightly so, I would say. They thought right. Well, maybe maybe this links it to some of the others a little bit. So at least. Because, like, for me, it, it's almost crucial that she's there to remind me that this is still yeah. official Bond film. If, you know what yeah. I mean? And also David Arnold's score. Because otherwise, I don't know, It might if it, if it was a new M and everything, then you're, you're developing a sort of... It, it just helps the audience to know, even though I, I agree that she she is a bit different. She's, I, I do agree about that. But it just helps the audience link that relationship a bit sooner and so they know who she is and they don't need an explanation of her and her background. Mm. Well, obviously, yeah, in the again, novel, it would, I presume M's a man. Yeah. So, they want, yeah, uh, yeah. again, trying to be progressive, they might have thought, yeah, we don't want to go back to another man so soon. That's what Judy I think. Dench That's big, what I think. Yeah. Judy Dench is a big name. Everybody likes her, like you say, Math. She's a great actress. Even though I completely disagree with this decision to have the same M, because it just doesn't work if you're having a reboot, her relationship with Daniel Craig's Bond is one of the best things in their fourth well, three, yeah. three and a bit films together. It's a good thing for the wrong reasons, <laughs> if I if I could say that. But yeah, mm. she she's not the same. Yeah. Even by Skyfall, she's much more realistic and reasonable, perhaps, and is in the way she deals with Bond. In this, she's perhaps, like you say, there's no way that Admiral Roebuck and those people would stand up so profusely to someone who spoke like this and was just so blinkered and horrible and in charge like that. But again, it's it's for the character, isn't it? It's to make they needed someone like they're trying to go back to the Fleming, the original Bernard Lee, who's a complete wouldn't want to meet him. You know, goodness me, be told off by him in his office. So I think they wanted to go back to that. Obviously, being the character of Bond, he's like this blunt instrument. They need someone who's really severe to try and get him in shape. I mean, yeah. we'll go we'll go on to it later. But the dialogue is too on the nose for me. The whole why would M be so obsessed with analysing Bond's character? It just doesn't. It it only works for the story. It's 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 trying to to set. It doesn't. It wouldn't happen in real life, would it? I mean, really. Good night, lads. <laughs> <laughs> no, I I agree with that. I completely agree. And I, I do want. I think that's how I feel about it. I think if they were, I agree that Matthew, you're right. It's a it's a comforting face in a in a brave new world kind of. But <laughs> this is all just my theory. I think what Tom said that if they were to recast, it's unlikely they'd recast another woman. So they would recast a man, and that would be not seen as progressive. Hi, this is Anthony Stark. I played Truman Lodge in License to Kill, and you're listening to Really 007. We come to a problematic scene. No, it isn't really, no. Not in that <laughs> sense, but it is a little bit... Unbond, some might say. We get Bond breaking into M's apartment, so I mean it becomes a habit in the in the Craig era. Let's let's just say that from the outset. To start off, though, we get a lovely little David Arnold score. I've I've written down here a bit like the the world is not enough, with a similar scene actually, of course, when he 
when he meets them. But before he gets there, this is what I'm on about. He's on the computer, isn't he? And he's doing mm. some crisp detective mm. work, which I thought was quite bond. Is he topless? Yeah. Why was he? Yeah. Yeah. Was he top? Yeah. And why was he? Why was he doing the detective work in her apartment? Was it because he needed her computer? Yeah. He's not topless. Oh no! No, he's not topless. <laughs> <laughs> That's later, Harry. <laughs> while, whilst that is quite bond, he wasn't topless in this one. No, no. <laughs> is that with? Um, He's not flushed the toilet, it's disgraceful. Yeah, it is. is He's done a top decker in in M bathroom. (laughs) Left a plumber's bonus. (laughs) I can see why you guys don't think this is very Bond. It's bango. It's gritty, though, it's gritty. (laughs) A lot of that we've read between the lines. Why is he in the apartment, first of all, if anyone can. I'm, I'm thick, so. So my interpretation is that she on, only her has the access levels of the um, people Good she's job. checking for. So that's why he's gone into it with it. You know, I'm, the, I'm one of the ones who I, I really don't like the fact he's broken into M's apartment, and hmm. you know, I've made made that clear to you guys before. <laughs> but um, <laughs> yeah, but why do you think they chose to do this rather than breaking into her office? Because I thought. I would have been happier personally with him breaking, you know, because I think it's still showing his sort of arrogance. I get that. And, you know, like, I'm going to get to the bottom of it, even if, you know, she's not going to tell me. I want to find out what's going on here. I would have preferred it, much preferred it, if he'd have broken into, you know, the com- gone into the computer on, in her office or something is like it, that. Is it some kind of way of showing that he's perhaps got further than any other agent, closer than any other agent to her? He's managed to sort of get behind... And find out where she lives. Yeah, her, yeah. Which is quite impressive. Yeah. yeah. And there'd be less security at her house, wouldn't there, than at MIC? And, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, mm. but you're breaking into your boss's <laughs> house. <laughs> I mean, I think one thing I find with this film is that I think you see glimpses of James Bond's potential as an agent throughout it. You can tell that he's actually really good at the detective work, i.e. the scene, but it does have this edge, this dislikable edge throughout it. It's like, it's a rough edge. And to me, I just interpret it as another way of how he's supposed to grow into this more rounded character by the end. And I do actually think this film does that well. Yeah. But I think that it's actually, I to me, the issue is it is is that he breaks into M's apartment in Skyfall. I think that's the bigger issue for me because I can, whilst I don't like him breaking into the apartment here, I can kind of see where they're going with it. But yeah. the fact he's yeah. dirty, Harry, isn't he? Like he's basically a renegade cop within the MI6 yeah. infrastructure, yeah. isn't he? He's like he doesn't play by the rules. Yeah. That's what he's not respectable. <laughs> uh, he's not respectful yeah. at this stage of his at this stage of his career. He's not afraid to break the traffic laws. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. exactly. Yeah, he will Swallow. go seventy yeah. miles, miles an hour. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Seventy yeah. miles an hour yeah. tops. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like the detective work. He finds out that the message ellipsis was sent from the Ocean Club in Bahamas. Mm-hmm. So we, it's a nice little A to B, isn't it? Uh, detective work. Yeah. And then M comes in with the shopping and various things. <laughs> yeah. Does anyone want to do an impression? Can you remember her first line when she comes in? Mm. Uh, I, I know when he says, I didn't realise that M stood for. Oh, no. Oh, she yeah. sounds. I don't understand that, that joke, but no. Um, it's a good line. It's yeah. Funny, I think. <laughs> 
think I think it's a really what, good. What joke. does it mean? What does it mean? So he goes. I think I always thought M was a uh, randomly assigned letter. Mm, yeah, doesn't yeah. he? And then he's about to say what her name actually is, and she basically says if he if he reveals that, she'll shoot him. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I yeah, enjoyed yeah. it. I, yeah, it's yeah. A nice little it is good, but before. presumably it's reveal that to the audience who are watching because yeah. she now knows that. He knows and she knows what it is. So yeah, sorry, he's I, managed. No, yeah, 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 yeah. It's back to uh, the detective thing. He's managed to figure out what her real yeah, name yeah, is, yeah. and he shouldn't know that. And and then there's obviously a continu- continuity error because then in I think it's Spectre, there's a scene, but basically it's revealed that her name's Olivia Mansfield. Oh yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the obviously just. But unless he's saying that M M is Mansfield, possibly. Yeah, yeah possibly. Yeah, so it's fine. Yeah, the other continuity so, thing it seems though unlikely is that... that Spectre would have continuity errors. <laughs> yeah, but, <laughs> but but and also in Skyfall, he's like he's an, he's an old dog that you know doesn't really know how to use technology, and he's behind the times. He's mm. behind Q. He doesn't know how to you know hack and things like that. Oh yes, he does. Oh yes, he yeah. does. He's, a, he's an expert. He's yeah, hacked, in, he's hacked into the boss's laptop. Yeah, but Harry, as... that is a that is a good point. Actually, he's <laughs> yeah, but... like a dinosaur by Skyfall. Yeah, yeah, he's, he's like... lost. He's lost knowledge by Skyfall. But you've got to remember, lads, that this is the series that is delaying its production because the uh, because the product placement is two years out of date. So come on, dear me, reshoot behind the, the wrong kind of yeah. iPhone. <laughs> right. Yeah, well, I'd, I'd written down she's yeah she's swearing obviously again. You've got a bloody cheek. <laughs> like that, it's a bit that worse swearing? than that. Break it in, you. your ass. The scene is a little bit like the one in Goldeneye, the, the first one where Pierce Brosnan meets M, and it's like bollocking, bollocking, mm. bollocking, respect, 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 mm. and then it ends on a nice kind of note. Yeah. So it was. It is a good scene. Yeah, though, I agree. In terms of the the drama. And yeah. building up the relationship, she's not as caring as she is with Brosnan's, as we as we've said before. I don't think she's quite there yet. Perhaps only in Skyfall does she get to that level. Of... This is where we get, you know, she says that he's a blunt instrument and talks about yeah. his arrogance and mm. stuff. I knew it was too early to promote you for the trailer. Kind of, you know what John what John was saying. Uh, sorry, I just can't <laughs> think of, it's what Gareth was saying about <laughs> he's got a dog, someone else's bones. <laughs> It's from the U- the UK office, though. Yeah, for our American viewers, <laughs> not Roy Walker, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> say what you see, Gareth. Yeah, right. But that leads it neatly into the say what you see. Like the the newspaper is tossed into the exact position of the headline beautifully, <laughs> isn't it? Like, <laughs> I what is it like? MI6, someone killed, or I can't. Yeah, possibly. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, about about the uh, Yeah, what he's done. What he's done in Madagascar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Other things I've written down that she calls him arrogant, self aware, egotistical obviously. Thug. Thug. Yeah, thug you got Thug Life. Yeah. R and B thug. Um <laughs> <laughs> Like I said I think previously, it's just it just hammers it home a little bit too much for me that they're trying to tell you what his character yeah. is. Because it's it's good for the plot, isn't it? And it's mm. good for the character progression. As we, as we go on the character development, but still, these bastards want your head. Yes. <laughs> who, who are the bastards? Who I can't. It's so long since I've seen it. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I imagine it's the people in the embassy, isn't it? They're not very happy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they want him dead. Who are the press? 
Yeah. yeah. And MI6 <laughs> as well. They won't be very. Yeah. That's why he's had to. Right. That's why he's had to break into the apartment, isn't it? Oh, we're all geniuses here. He can't go to the oh, MI6 go, right. building because they're all furious with him. Right. Uh, yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. And he'll probably be arrested as soon as he steps foot in there. Uh, so he's got good. to break into M's Tick. apartment. So insightful. <laughs> it's quite a. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, a well, famous well line: there, the whole "any thug can kill." I want mm. you to take your ego out of the equation and judge the situation dispassionately. I think that's, in a nutshell, wrapped up really well by. It. As in, I think that that all work. This is all working at the moment for me in yeah. terms of he is blunt, he's reckless, careless, and that point is any you know any thug can kill. Although you know only have to kill two. Um, any thug can kill. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it's it's. It's right, you know. He's got to take his ego out of the equation. He does need to develop. He does need to to um, be much more moulded. I think it's working in, on, at the moment, definitely in this stage of the film. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Don't ever break into my house again. Yeah, but he does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then he leaves the laptop slightly open. Yes, is that so that she can make sure she can track him. Is it? Is it for product placement? Yeah, and he turns it towards the camera, doesn't he? Like Sony face. <laughs> no, I'm joking. <laughs> yeah. And then looks at the camera. I interpret it as yes, because yeah. I think he sees that this is something about what's going down the ellipsis, and he wants her to know what happens. And obviously, as we yeah, go yeah. later on, yeah. It's kind of the. It's like the equivalent of Kevin McAllister attaching the notes to the brick, <laughs> isn't it? In Home Alone Two. Yeah. <laughs> and he well, kind of becomes Kevin. He McAllister does. Yeah, he does. Yes. Yeah, he goes there. Yeah. <laughs> All these clues you were getting. Yeah, Easter eggs. <laughs> Then it goes beautifully into the next scene. Yes. Uh, oh. Nassau. Nassau. Yeah. Um, Home of Sean Connery. The, the music's gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I noticed our friend Stephen Carter shared this little clip of uh, you know it going into the scene and the, and the beautiful music. Yeah. Aspirational um, Bond. Yeah. Yeah. Crisp clothes. Yeah. Coming on a small plane. Hints at the Bond theme, I think. Mm. I've got written. Yeah. 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 Very, very Bond theme. Steps out of the plane in a suit. Good. Yeah. 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 Quite, Good. quite tight, quite tight. Oh, well, they're all tight. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> to show, yeah. The, show the body, innit? You should wear tighter trousers. <laughs> I think... I, I like your little beard. I think... Um, I do agree I do that yeah. it's a very classic and great scene setting. I don't want this a pointless thing to be negative about, but I actually think... His wardrobe isn't very good in this film. I think no, Linda is a bit of a misstep from Lindy Hemming, quite a rare misstep. I think I don't think he even looks 2006. He looks quite 90s at some points, quite some, <laughs> and he does look a bit like a Russian thug, kind of like in some really unusual. When you go to that um, museum later, and some of the sunglasses, mm. I, I just think I don't. I think it looks quite dated. His outfit. It's not. There aren't many classic outfits that he wears. Um, so it's just a slight misstep from Lindy Hemming, I'd say, on, on that. I think that's a really interesting point, though, Harry. I think I think we talked about in the Skyfall episode that Craig usually looked better in like when he was wearing the coat and the scarf, the hunting gear, as opposed to mm, wearing yes. the, the barber jacket. Yeah. The barber jacket. Product placement. Yeah. I would say in this film it's the opposite, actually. I would say um I, I don't yes. I agree with you, Harry. I don't think he looks very good with his shirt and stuff. With his like short sleeve shirts and his mm. sunglasses yeah. and stuff. But spoiler alert, I think he looks brilliant in a suit in this film. 
Yes, yeah, yeah apart from the suit. I didn't have yeah. the suit in mind saying that. It's yeah. more, he looks, just when he's arriving at the Ocean Club and potting around, he looks more like mm. an ultra to me. Totally agree. Like a Russian no, totally ultra. Agree. He, looks like a, <laughs> he looks like one of the villains that Bond would be dis, dis, that, dispatching, kind yeah. of, that kind Because he's still a thug, Harry, he's not got Yes, that, he's it? not taken the ego out of the equation yet. Or <laughs> <laughs> the script. It, I'm, obs- I'm obsessed with his sort of such casual outfit, obviously when he's recuperating later on. But, uh, oh, right, no. yeah. Gorgeous. <laughs> anyway, yeah, I'll, I'll yeah. delve more into that later because the room makes me laugh. It's a bit like Goldeneye, how he spots the yachts then. Yeah. I don't notice, so it's quite crisp. Mm. Yeah, I like and that. then we get the Mondeo. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Gorgeous. Mondeo Man. Yeah. That's who the Labour v- were t- trying to attract as voters, wasn't it? Mondeo Man in the 90s. <laughs> Again, back to the 90s, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I always thought the Bond theme over this bit yeah. was a series beautiful. Yeah. And then Whoa, all of a sudden Bond. And then all of a sudden Bond comes roaring into into the frame in my dad's car. Yeah. Yeah. Is this how he earns the theme? Yeah. Yeah. How much did Ford pay for that? Uh, oh no, yeah. Yeah. Can we have the Bond theme play yeah, okay. driving one of our yeah. bog standard saloons? Michael G. Wilson like it's not really a Bond car, I mean, so you're going to have to pay a little bit more money. I mean, it's unforgivable. I, I can't disagree with that. But but the one the one thing it has going for it is it's better than him driving that hideous khaki coloured four car in uh, Quantum of Solace. It's an upgrade from that one, oh, definitely. Yeah. yeah well, you'll see that. In it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you will see. You yeah, will yeah. see that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah I just yeah. remember watching it with my dad, and he goes, "That's my car." <laughs> yeah, it, and the rest of the dads, dad's in the cinema. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All the dads start it's looking not at an each exact other. Model, but yeah. He, yeah. yeah, it's not an exact model, but he had a silver Mondeo for sure. <laughs> Did he sort of coast on that for a bit? Like, I, I drive James Bond's car. <laughs> <laughs> To be honest, though, on, Aston Martin. I, 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 things like this and product placement, they can be more of a criticism for me, but they're not something I don't like. They're not no. something that offends no. me at all. I don't. I'm. I can perfectly put up with them. It's just something that you know. People, I don't know. People pick up on. Yeah, they'll notice. Know, yes. Yeah. 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 Yes. These sort of tennis babes checking Bond there as he as he arrives. <laughs> no reaction. I've written from Bond. No. Just sort of mouth closed, presumably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> More shots of cameras, loads in this film, CCTV for some reason. But th- for this it's specific because it's going to play a part in a second. Because he's trying to get through, isn't he, into the... into Well, to find out the... It's quite complicated, but it's really good detective mm. work for Bond to sort of get the timing of that satellite yeah. shot to twin it with the photography of the Demetrios <laughs> yeah. chap. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. And it's all, yeah, it's all so, done in as well in a, in a way that the audience can follow this, that... It's very, yeah, yeah. really clearly uh, yeah. shot, directed, and the story's the told really superb. nicely. Yeah, yeah. And there's like these two guys, the, the golfer guys, are they? One of them looks like—is he meant to look like Goldfinger? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't see that. He's wearing the same clothes that Goldfinger wore. <laughs> like a Pringle top, wasn't he? Yeah. And Bond's that. It's very Bond though, like how he yeah. sort of just pretends, and he's happy to pretend to be a valet just so he can. Yeah. yeah. Crash the, and it all links in nice, nicely. Crashing the Range Rover uh, to distract sort of people, and then they rush out, don't they? Yeah, very close. Yeah, it is. I like it. Um, you're not so sure, John. I can. It's one of the bit that grates on me. That. Oh, oh. do you think he's a bit? Trying to big this up. Yeah. Come on. I, I get what he's doing. I just think it's not very secret agent. 
for for a place that is like you know full of CCTV cameras, it's going to be picked up very quickly that a guy's taken a car key off someone and then viciously driven a Range Rover around back into somebody else's <laughs> car. It's going to be picked yeah. up straight away. I, I just don't think it's very subtle, to be honest. That's the, my, that's this is what he's learned. This is what he's supposed to be learning, isn't it? He, he, you know, yes. He's he's these are all. The, and again, it just it, it, it just makes it. Uh, this is what confused me a little bit. It just seems that you become a double O agent and then you learn how to become a double O agent. I'd, surely this is stuff that he should have perfected before he was appointed. Being slick, being subtle, and it, I think you know that would have been interesting. Maybe that um, once he becomes a double O agent, he learns how to channel his feelings. But it seems to be a lot about he becomes a double O agent and then learns how to be a double O agent. Kind of it's. It, <laughs> Yeah. Yes, it does. Again, we've got to come back to M's management of the situation. <laughs> yeah. We need the right man yeah. for the job at this stage. Yeah. And HR. The manager usually gets the sack, don't they? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> M's boss is like, now have you, have you trained him properly? Like, well, it's... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. He'll learn the ropes. Yeah. <laughs> he shot a dude in the head and had a good kiss off line. That's enough, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> Let him through. <laughs> <laughs> He's in that crisp surveillance room, like I've said, mm. matching the text with the time on the CCTV images. And then we get the introduction of, well, not only the Dimitrios couple, but the Aston Martin. I know John's not another scene John isn't keen on, that <laughs> Bond wins it in a bet, but... When we get on to that... Good detective work, though. When we get on to that, I'll talk about it. Yeah. I know. I'm, ju- I'm just... Yeah. I'm just and, uh, and I will talk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but we, we are introduced to Dimitrios and his wife. Oh, and yes. I have nothing but praise yeah. in all sorts of ways for, for in different ways for both of them. Yeah. <laughs> I, really like, I think Lovely he's a really bond he's a really bond yeah. character, real not a main villain, like a secondary, you know, a, a like really bond. Yeah. And then obviously Solange Dimitrios. I mean, what do you like about? <laughs> I mean, she's a stunning lady. <laughs> and it's stunning acting, isn't it? It's well, yeah, yeah. But anyway, we've all we've seen is a shot of her. <laughs> yeah, and but another, the audience knows from that. The audience, from that yeah, shot, right? they're drawn to her. But they're also then drawn to another lady, a receptionist, who I'm sure you all thought instantly, "Oh yeah, I know who she is. She's she's the uh, the girl from What a Girl Wants." The, the, <laughs> Earth, the main character, Amanda Bynes, brilliant. Comedy film, yeah. No, she's like the baddie, the villain girl in that. Ah. Yeah, uh, it's on a hot it, streak, t- then that must have come out around the same time as this. <laughs> I think she was a teenager in that, so <laughs> a few years before. <laughs> but yeah, a bit, I, I like, bit of flirting, bit of yeah. flirting for Bond. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I like it. Yeah, and Bond, Bond interacting with a receptionist. Yeah. Is- it's yeah. very bomb. Very, it does. It's very Roger Moore. Very it does Roger make me Moore. think, and I think we've we've had a laugh about this in all the Bond films. Wouldn't it be odd if Bond was greeted with like a male sort of overweight receptionist <laughs> once, <laughs> once in a while? Like it was just all very matter of fact. And well, of course, in in the previous Bond film, in Die Another Day, in Hong Kong, I think it is, he's greeted by you know when he when he comes in, he's soaking wet with his beard. Oh yeah. <laughs> Cards, I prefer this scene. receptionist. Yeah, yeah. yeah. As, as we've said, the first 40 minutes of that movie are pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Yes, they are. <laughs> strong. I'm dying of the day. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and what a girl wants. All of that's great. But it, it's very bond that he gets the information, isn't it? He gets 
he gets like the, he manages to get uh, the information about who the Aston Martin is belonging to. Yeah. That's all he needs to know. I love it. Into a, another very Bond. Well, it's, it, it's actually the first bit of the, the first shot is so iconic. But no, that's not what the main iconic shot that the scene is remembered for. It's not not the beautiful woman riding the ponies. It's not a donkey ride at Blackpool. <laughs> Was filming Blackpool. <laughs> yeah. No, you're right. It's an iconic shot of, of, of her. Yeah, the green, the green bikini and yeah. gorgeous Arnold music. Yeah. 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 And Very then crisp. obviously checking sadly, each other out. Yes. Yeah. Very much like Angela Andrus. <laughs> it's a funny one, isn't it? Oh. It's a funny one because. Like Jinx. Well, I was just going to say that it's like every Bond does a scene where they're half naked. I mean, you think of like Goldeneye, the introduction with Pierce Brosnan. You think of the scene when they're in the hotel and he's just got out the pool and he has the swooshing hair and stuff and and you know he he looks tremendous. Let's be honest. And then yeah. the, so then I don't have a problem with it being a scene like this with Daniel Craig. What I do have a bit of a problem is is it how overproduced it is in terms of like the big music on the background and it does <laughs> come across like the Jinx scene. I think it does. I think it's like Ooh, a yeah, male. Yeah. I yeah. do think it's like a male yeah. version of the Jinx scene personally. Yeah. And that jinx scene was quite remember, praised, wasn't it? Not praised at the time, but well noticed because it was an homage. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah, yeah. It feels like it feels a very conscious yeah. sort of shot. And I remember around the time, a lot of the conversation was we're rebranding, we're rebadging it, we're rebadging Bond <laughs> because he was sort of getting. A, I remember, I don't know if this came out of the Bourne thing or not, but I, was, I, I remember it might have even been Matt Damon who said it, who said, you know, that the characters are different because Bond is a misogynist and all, all this, uh, all this sort of uh, discourse was around the film, and it feels like a very uh, noticeable and deliberate shot to say. Well, look, look, we can't be misogynistic yeah. anymore because we're <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we're objectifying oh, we're... Bond as well. Yeah, yeah. Daniel Craig will be <laughs> two wrongs make he's... a right. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because he's clearly worked worked himself to death in the oh, gym to get, yeah. Into, yeah. get into shape for this role. Yeah. Same time is six minutes. Six minutes. Check. So yeah, it does feel like oh no, this isn't your dad's Bond anymore. We're uh, everyone gets objectified. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 for everyone. Yeah. <laughs> I know there's something in the argument that, well, people like Navy SEALs and SAS soldiers, they must have to be pretty ripped, mustn't they, and all that. Pretty trim. But a yeah. spy is slightly different, isn't he? Because he's meant to blend in a bit. Yeah. I mean, these are. it doesn't mean that he, he shouldn't look like that. It's just, no. It's just, I think it's it, just the fact it's so deliberate. Yeah. That, you know, yeah, for like, this shot. This is the shot, you know, we're making an iconic shot here. Yeah, and I do remember at the time it was... Talked about a lot in and around the film. That's the scene where Daniel Craig gets out of the sea, and you know a lot of female colleagues would talk about it, gushing. You know, absolutely, really, sort of infatuated. But like in like, and there was sort of really a lot of female fans. You know, sort of won over by this, and I do wonder if they felt after the sort of lukewarm reception of his announcement as Bond, whether they had to do some kind of winning over on that front. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Look, he's sexy. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just to emphasise that, I had a girlfriend at the time, and she had this picture of Daniel Craig on her bedroom wall. You see, and oh, we uh, we watched that film. <laughs> And uh, we split up quite soon after. 
was, I just, was your body not uh, up to scratch? Yeah, absolutely not, no. <laughs> just to clarify, John, it's your body I would want as a spy. Absolutely. Yeah. As a spy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think he was doing? Was he just, I don't know, just dunking himself in the shallow end? It was, a bit, was he a man to swim? <laughs> yeah. like, not bothered about the mission? I'll, I'll just, just have a quick swim? Yeah, not sure. Well, and he's, he's not afraid of getting noticed as well. He's quite happy to be noticed. No. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's good in a way. Because he's downtime. trying to... Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's trying to get her attention, though, in a way. And he's trying to get info from her. So they both see him, don't they? They both clock him. Yeah, they both see him. Yeah. 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 And they're both like, cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what? <laughs> Solange, uh, played by Caterina Marino, who came fifth <coughs> in the 1997 Miss Italy contest. What? The only other thing I've, yeah, the only other thing I've uh, seen her in is the short-lived Zen with Rufus Sewell, which was oh. like a TV series set in Rome, filmed in Italy. All the actors, apart from him, were Italian, but all in English. Everyone spoke English. No, so interesting. You know, you, ha- you know, we have to sort of forget that bit. Yeah, uh, and you, you but yeah, that was good. Though. Right, so we're back. <laughs> we're back in. We're back in Em's bedroom. Yeah, and, and we, the first and only sight of a husband, as far. Or, oh, what's his deal? Partner. I'd love a whole film about M's husband. Well, <laughs> yeah. we, we learn in Skyfall that he was a great lover of poetry and uh, he's died. And Tennyson in particular. Yeah. And that he's oh dead. yes, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah, that's yeah. the most important. Bit, <laughs> yeah. Don't forget the poetry. Yeah. If, yeah. if sort of Disney <laughs> did get the rights to Bond, you'd have a, a sort of spin-off series on him, wouldn't you? <laughs> I mean, I'd I would watch it. I've got to yeah, be honest. Yeah, yeah I would. <laughs> <laughs> Legend, legend. Yeah. The lovely yeah. kept man. Yeah. yeah, well, yeah, again. Yeah, yeah. Again, the stereotypes, flipping them over, yeah. <laughs> so she's on, on the phone to Villiers on is it this amazing sort of machinery next to her bed, and that's when she finds out Bond is in the Bahamas. I mean, maybe she knew because he'd left the laptop open. That slimy bugger, again, swearing. <laughs> it's, a soft, it's a soft swear word, isn't it? Plenty of them. And I've put, is she referring to Bond or Demetrius? <laughs> 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 now Harry now Harry this is it now he's topless he is yeah yeah again you know this is in quite short succession sorry quick succession uh, yeah I, I've no massive problem with it it just feels like they're trying to sell him to us quite a lot and and sell this idea that he's physically big and it's it's quite yeah. it was it's quite noticeable my thought it's forgivable at this stage yeah. <laughs> it's quite crisp though this, what he's doing in terms of these yes yeah. these completely known associates yeah, like someone called Vanuable killed, and then eventually we get onto Le, Ch- Le Chiffre, and she really, she really pronounces like like my dad would do his best French accent. So kudos to him there for that. He's using her login, isn't he? Oh at, yes. At one point, isn't he using her login details? Is that how she's able to see everything that he's doing on the screen? Yeah. And it's right. just more exasperation from M, isn't it? It's like, oh, he's such a cheeky little yeah. right scamp. Yeah. 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 He's such a scamp. Yeah, yeah. yeah. exactly. Because like. I know things. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but on the on the topless yeah. note, sorry, I I on, in I was watching Jack Reacher the other night. And there's a there's a top where him and uh, Rosamund Pike are, uh, you know, but more Bond alumni, but where they're sharing yeah, a yeah. talking scene, and he's just got out of the shower. For some reason, he's topless, and it's really, really distracting and noticeable. <laughs> but but they, but she says to him, you know, like something like, you know, for goodness' sake, put a top on. 
Like, yeah. it's like, it's Brilliant. addressed. And he does have a logical reason because he only has one set of clothes in that film. And it's Tom Cruise. Yeah, Harry. And it's a good action yeah, film. Yeah. Harry, would you just be able to share a few more of your thoughts on Daniel Craig being topless in uh, the film? <laughs> <you've been around? laughs> well, I'm, I, I'm sure he'll present more opportunities. We have a Part three, Bond hits a casino even before he gets to Casino Royale, manages to get Solange killed, gets a microchip bugged in his arm, and then we go off on various tangents, which I'm sure you'll love. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.